So, Heather, why do you want to do this interview? challenge and I like different kind of adventures in life and this seemed like one. Wonderful. <laughs> How would you define a maverick? Hmm, I don't really know what the word means actually. I like the word. <laughs> maverick is, in this context, it's maverick is someone who thinks differently. Hmm. Well I would suppose a lot of the mavericks that I would define as mavericks are the people that take sort of regular habits or ways of interacting, ways of wearing clothing, ways of making art, whatever it is, and they kind of flip it upside down. It could be so as simple as taking, taking a jacket and putting it upside down and putting it backwards and then creating a new fashion. Okay. So it's a very simple. Okay. It could be very simple. Or a, or a stretching out of something, like a normal interaction, and actually elongating it and mm. making it even bigger, or just a little bit off to the side. Or Okay. Why do you think you're a maverick? Hmm. I didn't necessarily think I was until you thought I might be. Okay. <laughs> the London School of Economics developed a maverickism scale. I'm going to give you seven statements, and you just need to say true, false, or can't decide. People tell me that I'm a maverick, or words to that effect. Just you, I've never really used that word. Okay. I have a knack for getting things right when least expected. I suppose I'd say yes. I have a way of solving problems which is different from other people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm much more productive than other people. Yes. <laughs> I have very unusual talents. <laughs> yes. I'm generally underestimated by people. Hmm. Yeah. I do things differently and better than most people when I work. I try, I try not to think that way, but I would suppose if I broke it down, I would say, yes, yeah, so sometimes I have a hard time finding people to work with, because okay. I have a very, I know what I can do, and I okay. Okay. have to kind of release that. <laughs> Why do you do things differently, Heather? Mm, I suppose my focus isn't doing things differently, it's doing the things that feel good and right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that often is different because I think societally we set up sort of these strange formulas that just don't work well or even on a sort of feeling intuitive level they just aren't they don't feel good and so I think it's not that I try to do things differently it's that I just try to listen to my own gut reaction and, and try to take away some of those formulas and, and look at look at it anew okay. and create my own. Okay. Can you give me an example of what you do differently and how? Okay. This is a bit of a silly one, but... Nothing uh, silly. I was struggling when I was a younger woman, struggling with um, my sense of sexuality. Mm -hmm. And... I had very low self-esteem and self-worth at the time in my sexual nature. And what I was struggling against was all sort of the magazine ads and all the, the kind of the, the way that women were being represented as what a woman is. Okay. And the way I reacted to that was that I decided I'd design my own type of sexy. Okay. And I started to make my own lingerie. Mm. And they're quite wonderful. I wish I had on some lingerie I would show you. <laughs> and, okay. <laughs> so I started to sew underwear and all these sort of undergarments mm. and use fabrics I really liked and use patterns and, and little bits of embroidery. And I created these underwear and they were often, they were very gawky and 
extraordinarily beautiful and I felt so sexy in them. They mm. felt so much an expression of me. Yes. And some of them, I mean, I, I've actually made quite a few since, but some of them are quite tall and they come up here mm. and there's, my one of my favorite pairs has a diamond cut out mm. and it has a piece of um, old lace in that diamond and they're green and then it's kind of stretchy fabric here mm. and the back side has... Um, uh, like a, t a table, a bit of a tablecloth is turquoise and all these little flowers embroidered oh. in it. And um, the, what's cute is they're really tall and they kind of ended up, because I mean, I don't really know. I don't have a pattern I follow. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of figured it out. Yeah. Took some scissors and cut the shape. Yeah. And they come up kind of high and it kind of sticks up my butt a little bit and angles to the side. And so they expose a little bit. Yeah. And they're, they're also sexy. they're also really sexy. And I my first date with my well, my first sleepover, I should say. Okay. With my current sweetie. And I sewed a pair of underwear just for the occasion. It was this pair that I described. And you know, I felt really confident. And he had a good laugh. He's like, Yeah, they're really sexy and they're really <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> oh, which almost is like your personality, isn't it? Is. It is, it's my yeah. personality. Yeah, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. And I've been designing um these like vulva underwear, these like they're all these diamonds and triangles and I sewed like a little peach um pearl at the top and they're they're wonderful. They're really empowering. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a wonderful example, Heather. <laughs> really different example. Yes. I've not gone there with anybody else. Right. I, I try to encourage women actually yeah. to to create. Uh, design un undergarments that represent their so version are. of sexy. Exactly. <laughs> is what you do, and I know you do a number of things, but is what you do equated to the bottom line, which is money? Or is it to do with something else? Um, I would say that, I mean, in, in the board that I, that I sit on for the Lookout Arts Quarry, we've adopted a triple, triple bottom line. Simple. And it's just a simple sort of formula that we can relate to. Um, that is money, people, environment. So okay. we have to make sure that we're able to sustain the project we're doing. Mm -hmm. And for that, we need money to be able to buy certain building supplies. We try and yes, salvage yeah, and do as much as we can in innovative ways, but we still need that. We still need to be able to feed ourselves, and we try and garden, we mm -hmm. do all these things. Yeah. But, um, so that sustainable level of being able to continue the project and be able to build things and be able to provide facilities for people and do as much as we possibly can for a community requires a certain amount of finance. It also means that the finance isn't the only thing. Our decisions are based on making sure that the land is improved. So we're building soil at mm. a rock quarry. We're trying to increase the fertility and care for it. And in all the decisions, we, we think about what is mm. the care of the land in this. And also the people, because actually the people are number one. Yes. And the money is there to support the people. Yeah. The environment. I mean, it's a, they yeah. all, they all yeah. go into each other. Okay. So okay. It's kind of a, a common formula, but it's a good one. Is any part of being a maverick to do with autonomy over your life? No, absolutely. Absolutely all of it, I would say. Okay. Doing, does doing things differently require a cer certain skills, talents, mindsets? And if so, what are they? Mm. It's a practice, and we all contain the seeds for that practice. Um, I went through clown school with David McMurray Smith here in Vancouver, and it's... I've done certain trainings that have really supported the, the practice of imaginative imaginative thinking. So mm -hmm. looking at the realms of possibility mm -hmm. and um, having expanding your mind to be able to be open to them and then to be able to follow your own intuitive imagination and say yes, 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 without okay. sort of limiting. And um, we do a practice where we actually move around the room and as our imagination gives us bits of information, we act it out. So in this room, if, if I was in the, in the clown school, I'd be like, oh, there's a spider. And I would follow it across the room. And then I'd realize that actually my fingers are tracing patterns. And now I'm drawing a picture in the sand. Right. And I'm, I'm at the beach. And it's beautiful. And I, I realize I want to roll in the sand. I'm rolling in the sand. And 
I look up and see the sunshine and so this whole imaginative world unfolds yeah. and um, it's the practice of embodying it and not holding back, back not yeah. limiting okay. imagination. Okay. It's actually really healing. It is. I can see. Yeah. You know, I'm really thinking it's the first time I've wished there was a camera filming. This. Right, right. I've actually taken vials out of my body mm. that, that were containing liquids that I and, and pieces of me that I was ready to let go. Mm. And I physically extracted those vials mm. with my imagination. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I peeled myself open and pulled those vials out and looked at a glass shelf and took the, the bottles that I really liked and then sort of the peachy pearly colors and the turquoises. I didn't know what they were all for, but I went to the vials that I, I was attracted to and the shapes of glass. And I put all that glitter back inside of my body alongside all the other glittering, mm. shimmering liquids that I liked. And that felt, that, that, that was a physical action yeah. of exchange. Yes. So it's, it's practices like that okay. that really helped me. Okay. What are the challenges to being a maverick? You know, actually, I don't encounter too many. Mm-hmm. I find that people resonate mm-hmm. and that doors open just naturally because people are intrigued and it just feels right. Okay. So I don't, don't find too much. What aspects of your character influence your maverick approach? quite bold it's not the same thing as um, self-worth mm. as I feel I mean they're actually two separate things um, but I've always been very confident and bold okay spunky yeah so I'm not afraid to go for it yeah I often put myself in situations that are more advanced that I'm there like I will yeah, yeah. join a choir and I've never sung and will be a, an advanced choir mm. and then I will do all the practices and studies and take home the books necessarily necessary to be able to achieve okay. you know, my first day of success at okay. this thing I've never done yeah. or I'll immerse myself in really challenging environments that I have not necessarily had training in okay. and I'm very driven to succeed quite ambitious Okay. so that boldness of saying yes to things that I am excited about yeah and not having any clue how to do it necessarily, that's a quality that's really helpful. Yeah. I'd never given an artist talk. Yeah, yeah, I got cut that. <laughs> Are you born or bred a maverick? Um, oh, I'm sure it's a, always a combination of both. Okay. You come with the, the, the qualities in, of your nature, but my family really allowed um, freedom of exploration and encouraged that. Which brings me to my next question: Was do you think your childhood in any way impacted on you being a maverick? I know you touched on it when I first met. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, my parents, their their answer, you know, I throw them all sorts of challenging statements, mm. and <laughs> just even right. just to kind of push that line and see yeah, they, see where they see go. where they're going, what they're at, and you know, my mom often says, um, "That's nice, dear, as long as you're happy." And that's always sort of the bottom line with her is, that's wonderful. Are you happy? And and so she's she says yes, and she says she's okay with you know both of them are like that. Hmm. And I didn't necessarily have we didn't necessarily have a lot of money growing up, and nor did my mom. And so I have kind of a lineage of innovative innovative play and yeah. um, provisions. Um. And one of the things that has really stuck with me was I had a crafty box when I was a kid. And it right. was a gift that my parents gave me and my sisters. Okay. And it was filled with salvaged, recycled materials. Mm-hmm. And scissors and glue and tape and paint and paintbrushes. But it was, you know, um, we called them dordors, but the tubes out of toilet paper rolls. Right. And confetti from a wedding. Mm. that they'd collected mm. and the gold wrappers of chocolate bars and cardboard and this box was just filled with all these 
wonderful bits of crafting material. And they encouraged us to collect our own and add to the box. Right. And this has actually become a foundation for my art practice. Right. <laughs> Were your parents mavericks? So did they think differently? <laughs> I think, I mean, yes, I, they absolutely have their own version of thinking differently. Mm. Because yeah. just from what you're describing, yeah. most parents are like, study, get a job. Right. They, they never ask their kids right. to be happy. Right. Yes. They, say, they are in very, they're very, in very simple ways. And the simplicity, I think, is what makes them yeah. different. And my granddad, I think, above all, stands mm. out as... He was quite different, quite different. Explain him. Oh, well, he, him and my grandma accidentally had seven kids. Right. <laughs> All different forms of birth control not working for them. And they had a tiny little, like it wasn't, didn't, I don't think it even had a roof on. And they had to provide a home for their seven kids. And they had to build a life in a new town and have all these kids. And mm. um, so he had his own business. He was a carpenter. And he was just constantly, he grew up in the tail of the, of the Depression, mm -hmm. and I think he really used that skill set. Right. And so he would always make these fantastic inventions for his kids and for his grandkids, um, like the single-person single, single, single person teeter-totter that's spring-loaded. Yeah. Um, like all his tools in his shop, like he would use the tractor tires and whatever he had, and he had metal welding skills and carpentry to build, to build even the implements okay. for building more. Right. So it was constantly an innovation of materials and, wow. and means. And he actually invented a type of scaffolding, and it was a full family affair. So every single kid had a part in the making of this scaffolding. Right. Um, the little, little, little ones would put the twist ties on the bags. Mm -hmm. The ones a little older would do the painting. The ones a little older would assemble. Uh, grandma would work with granddad to cut out the pieces mm -hmm. and set them up for the next set of kids. So the whole family worked on this scaffolding right. business. And it was the kind of scaffold where it it's on an angle and it yeah. leans up against the wall, so yeah. you can do it in areas where it's not a staple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And since then, it's been someone else took it and patented it, and he didn't really see the money from it. Right. And it's then they built it really poorly, and it's gone kind of. Yeah. But um, that's just a great yeah. example no, of a lovely example. starting, you know, a, a business and, and working with all the kids to, to do it. And what they I, all stood behind it. They were yeah, all for and it. Also, good times. <laughs> the, and also the lineage. I now understand yeah. the lineage term better. Yeah. How would you describe your energy as a maverick? <laughs> Are you high energy? Are you low energy? <laughs> Very vital. Yeah. Extremely vital. Challengingly so. Okay. <laughs> a okay. lot of energy and excitement, exuberance, mm. um, expressive emotion. Yes. Um, I, I, I often say in, that I was born with fire, and it's a wonderful superhero power mm. that it takes years to know how to wield. And when I was younger, that, that fire just went everywhere, and I didn't know how to shoot those fireballs in ways that were effective. Okay. Sometimes I was effective, sometimes not. Okay. So now I've learned how to... How to, work, how to harness it and use it for the good of yes. people around me and myself and the okay. world. Okay, <laughs> wonderful. How do you see rules? <laughs> um, you know, on our property, we're creating, we're having to create guidelines and, and rules to sort of shape our, our world and help people understand it and help each other have something to follow and we are not wanting to create rules so much and we're trying to figure out how to do it mm -hmm. and often I find that stripping things back to the essence the original intention behind mm -hmm. the rule is more effective than the rule okay because what is what is at the baseline of it because if you have a rule that's just da -da 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 -da, yeah. it, it really starts to lose its meaning and yeah. people stop wanting like it what is they either just follow the rule and don't think about it 
or they counter the rule. Or it, but if you get to that essence, you're like, oh, I can believe in that. Yeah. And then it makes it maybe a bit more complicated because no rule can apply to every situation. Exactly. But at least you have the essence go back. Okay. Have you always taken a maverick approach to business and what you do? Or was there a particular trigger? I think I've had very life-altering experiences through mm -hmm. working for other people. Right. Um, I tree planted for seven, six seasons. Mm -hmm. And I also worked with a woman up in Haida Gwaii who operated a restaurant. Um, it had no road access. It was three hours by boat. She's probably the most inspiring, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, and all the food was served from the ocean. Her and I would go fishing, we'd catch the halibut, we'd, whatever, cut it up and mm. serve it, and she had a big garden, all the vegetables came out of the garden. She ordered very little, mm. so almost all the food came from the Yeah, land. yeah. And it's a little hand-built cabin. It was just her and I. We would cook for up to 30 people. We would cook for groups of people that were, um, we would have fishermen, we would have people coming in on their kayaks, we had Amazon.com, we had famous people coming mm. on, on their yachts or flying in by helicopter, and all these people would sit together in this magic room lit up by candles and eat dinner together. And Susan would be at the middle of it, and she would be over that wood stove, yeah, frying up that fish, fresh, right? Everyone was around her, yeah. and she's like this, you know, we're both barefoot and like, in this really wild looking kitchen cooking up this super gourmet food and then I would do the platters and design yeah. design it all so it would be these sort of sculptural mm. visual beautiful pieces and um, we found ways to sort of offset each other's skills and to create really good food so I'd say she was a real trigger actually that experience okay. and her approach to running a business was um, when people came and wanted to help whether they were a, a guest or someone just passing by, she would try to find out what they were interested in doing and what their skills were, and she would try and find a place for them. So rather right. than kind of top down, oh, you need to do this, yeah. she'd sort of assess the person like, oh, you like flowers. Would you like to make all the bouquets to the table tonight? And there was no, you, these are the, you have to build yeah. bouquets like this. Okay. It was always about supporting people in creative, their creative exploration okay. in whatever it was, and giving people the tools, as well as creating a framework so that the food came out really well. Okay. So people could kind of chop however they wanted, but she would give them tips, and she would see how they were chopping the vegetables, and she would do a different form of chopping hers so that they were texturally complementing. Yeah. Wow. Lovely. Yes. And she would hire people because she liked them. She enjoyed who they were as people. Okay. Wonderful. Yes. Are you always a maverick now? Or do you choose to be so at times? You know, I, I think it's just become me. Mm -hmm. I, it can't separate anymore. Okay. The parts of me that think differently than... The things that don't. Yeah, and I'm surrounded by people. Yes. Like me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it it's yeah. become the norm. We kind of attract like attracts like. Yes. Find. I live on a property full of them. Do you turn your maverickism level up and down? There's a dial. You know, there are times where I can try, I can do this here, but in this situation, I need to tone it down a bit. Oh, it's always an assessment. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, and is it's, that sorry? Go on. Yeah. No, cute. Is that decision a conscious decision or an unconscious decision? both and I'm not always the best at it mm. sometimes I can be a little bit more forward than the situation you know but I get away with it yeah I'm tiny and you know I have quirky. A, a quirky and kind of an innocent childlike quality that really people often see me as a kid yeah and I get away with a lot because yeah and I get to play yeah. all these wonderful games, games with adults because. because I think I'm like a child yeah um, and they're also more forgiving because they just find it lovable. Yes. Um, so I, I kind of work that line a little yeah. bit to, to, to no. play with people <laughs> in all sorts of interesting ways. That's... Okay. What are the advantages and disadvantages of being a maverick in business? So some of the things you've just described are like advantages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
sometimes the disadvantages, maybe more for me, but I really desire connection. Mm-hmm. And when I work for a boss, like someone hires me on a mm-hmm. contract to make art, yeah. um, I have encountered where people are very corporate, yes. and I don't understand it. But I don't. For me, I want the friendship. I want to know how they are. Um, I want to know about their world, what's going on, yeah. like on a very genuine level, yeah. and, and I want to be available to offer the same, so that real connection. And I get confused when people are, are sort of corporate about it, and they I don't hear the uh, whether they were happy or unhappy with the project, yeah. or, and it's just business, 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 business and yeah. I, I, yeah. That okay, would, that's a, yeah, it's a disadvantage you're not working in that world. Has Asian experience altered your own maverick approach? What well, I'm asking, if so, how have you grown? Oh, wow. I have expanded within the past three years in so many ways. I feel that, that maverick in me has really been supported. Mm-hmm. Um, before I was confused and I was kind of alone in an apartment trying to do make my art and just, what am I doing with my mm-hmm. life? And I started to fade a little bit, actually. Right. And um, my partner now, three years, sort of scooped me up and brought me to his property. And I'm now surrounded by, um, you know, just hundreds of artists sometimes that are all thinking differently about the world. And so I have these consistent interactions with people on a daily basis in strange and interesting ways. Like my friend Carla is coming tomorrow and she is a professional whistler. Right. And she's a musician, and she whistles her way through the world and plays right. a pot. And, and so she whistles at people as a form of communication. Right. Okay. And like I was saying, we'll spend days without talking. Yeah. And we'll whistle at each other and, and use our bodies. Yeah. So I'd say this experience of being on the property and being surrounded by innovative thinkers right. has just given me so many different perspective, perspectives and sets of skills. Okay. Um, okay. Yes. What aspects of your business are you most maverick in? Where do you most think differently? Um, I would say, even beyond visual art, um, it's maybe my approach to working collaboratively mm-hmm. with large groups of people. Mm-hmm. And I'm still learning that. Yeah. I'm still designing what that leadership looks like. Yeah. And how to work with, you know, people that are just volunteering and other artists, like and different sets of skills. Okay. Even if I hire them, they may not yeah. have ever made art. And one of the things you were saying on the phone when we were discussing whether you wanted to be right. involved was that one of the things you're doing most mad because the way you've set up this artist colony. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I feel like I'm a piece of that. Mm. I'm not necessarily the leader, but right. I'd say I do have a strong leadership role because I am one of the people that invests the most time. So what's group. that called? Oh, look how arts Corey. And we're designing it together. Yes. Is, is maybe... Even the Maverick approach to it. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. It's not a single leader. We yeah. are all doing it, and we're all putting our little think tank brains together in right. all of our innovative ways okay. to come up with what it is and how to do it, um, how to build it, and actually building it. Yeah. It's all, it's all extremely innovative. So what aspects of your business are you least Maverick in? What do you do just like everybody else? Hmm. Because the, the just like everyone else are my artist friends. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't have a, a strong comparison. Okay. I'm immersed in a creative yeah. environment. I'll tell you the most common answer. Okay. Tax. Yeah. I'm tax and pay, tax and okay. banking. It's yes, always, okay. they Thank have you. nobody, you. Yes. that's the one that just cops up okay. every single time. Yes, well I am about to do my taxes, yeah. actually my appointment at one is to do my taxes. Right, how Perfect. ironic is that? Perfect. Yeah. Um, and I do invoices. Yeah. Okay, so that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Right. 
What aspects of your life are you most maverick in, Heather? Mm. <laughs> Probably energetically. Okay. Or my style of walking through the world. Okay. I mean, that incident of the girl um, pouncing yeah, on top of me yeah. and telling me she loves me is not a new experience for me. Okay. I find that there's consistently very strange interactions and reactions I have with people because they see me and they're like, oh, <laughs> either they recognize me yeah, or, yeah. or they just... It's a connect, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I mean, the other day I came up to the bank and a man picked me up and started to... We did the swing dancing in the street. Uh, okay. Um, so, yeah, probably just... and it, That's commonly what I get, is that people will see me and they're like, you're really different. Yeah. What is happening here? Yeah. Who yeah. are you? Yeah. And I have people come at me from all angles. It used to be really scary, actually. I yeah, kind I can of, imagine. Um, I don't know. I think I'm a stronger person now. I'm less... Yeah. Bond, like less let, I have the same energy, but I can hold myself and I can hold my boundaries now. Yes. And I can say yes or no. Okay. When I was young, I didn't. So I really, like, it would be scary being in the world because I was just a yeah. strange yeah. creature and very innocent and very excited and very vital. Yeah. And Just like a child. Yes. And there was a predatorial nature to some people where yes. they wanted that energy. They wanted it for themselves. Yes. And so they would come at me. And now I can be like, mm, nope. I can yeah. choose to yeah. divert the situation Definitely. and hold my own. Definitely. What aspects of your life are you least maverick in? Mm. So in business, it's your tax. <laughs> yeah. extraordinary world I'm yes. like walking through my day and I'm yeah. imagining myself putting on clothes and I'm, I often I really I get to be naked a lot yeah. and I get to be topless working topless a lot so even like putting clothes on is a little different yeah. or I'm choosing things that are funny or whatever okay that's um, fine we can leave it. <laughs> yeah no 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 I we can leave it yeah I'm not going to ask you about home life because you've already explained that you live in a in a different world anyway yeah is any part of being a maverick related to the legacy you, you want don't to leave to behind? Know about my whole life. No, no, it's because you said you live in the yeah. you live in um, on in the quarry with loads of people who are like yeah. you. My question is about how do you balance? Yeah. You know, some people they're very maverick in the office, oh, okay. but then they struggle to right. balance it at home. Yeah. Whereas you're you're you've already explained to me yeah. that you're the same in both places. Yes, yes it's all. Yeah, it's all that's why there. I didn't ask you that. Is being is any part of being a maverick related to the legacy you want to leave behind? Mm, absolutely. What's um, the legacy? I suppose the legacy is just in sharing that quality of being a maverick. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm constantly wanting to have very genuine connections with people mm. and and share with them their own creativity that exists, like to open okay. them to creativity. Yeah. yeah. And they're like like the underwear. Like, yes. what is your form, form of sexuality and how can you express that? Yeah. Um, how, what is your way of getting dressed? Um, what is your way of cooking? How do you like to play with people? How, do you, what, how, how do you like to make music? And really just like supporting people in that, in a, in a way that still is listening and is respectful of other people, like yes. not dominating no. the music, like the jam with their loud music because that's how they do it, but like guiding people and supporting them and finding their own thread within okay. within the woven just like yeah. the, the goodness of within the their tapestry yeah I guess yeah. the big the bigger the picture, bigger picture. Tapestry. well just I, I guess mm -hmm. um, just in a personal expression 
um, I think being really the essence of what the, our mind, our community of Mavericksism is, I think um, doing things in an innovative way, just naturally through our personal expression of ourselves mm-hmm. is, a, is sort of a maverick as a result of yeah. ha- tapping into our personal expression. Okay. And um, many of us live in houses we've built for ourselves. So our little house, uh, houses, cabins, are they, they are all very quirky and all very unique. Right. Um, so there's that kind of, all those sort of yeah. outward expressions. And I was just looking at my hair in the, the mirror right now, and um, <laughs> we all cut each other's hair and style, right. we style our own hair. And they're all, we all have very unique hairdos. Okay. Um, most of us anyways. So again, the personal expression of mm. self, it's, mm. it becomes visible on the outside. Yes. In our homes, our hairstyles, our clothing, all of it. Yeah. Um, the other thought was, I think one thing that is maybe stands me out among some of the people I live with is that I'm perhaps one of the more financially successful. Okay. Um, and in my sort of business as an artist, and I, it, it comes back to that triple bottom line, mm. is that I do have a place for money yeah. amongst people, amongst environment. Right. And... I think some of my other friends, they they maybe choose more the map, like more the full creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to say yes to all that stuff as well. Mm-hmm. But maybe they don't look at how they can make money as well. Or maybe there's just different opportunities yeah. in the States. I'm not sure what okay. it is. But it is a distinction. I think that I am someone that is doing fairly well financially. Okay as an artist. Right. And so my friends are really struggling. Yeah. And I'm not totally sure why. Okay. That's that's an excellent insight because mm-hmm. it's, 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 you know, because it's, you know, to hear, to speak to an artist because, you know, hear of, you hear the, you know, the adage of, you know, struggling artists love what they do right. but they're always on the breadline. Right. So it's nice to, it's refreshing right. to hear from an artist who loves what they do yes. but they're actually, they've made it into a successful business and they're, li- yes. they're living the life they want from it. Yes. And I think it is that the balance between yeah. the two is, is maybe what I do a little bit more. Okay. Okay. We might need to go a bit faster, if you, just in case if you need Thank to leave you. in time, because I realised you didn't, weren't wearing a yeah. watch. So, Mavericks tend to be risk takers. What's the biggest risk you've taken in business to date? personal risk okay. in my relationship with work. Like s- some of the experiences I had have been very intimidating. Right. Um, well, the Creative Mornings talk, for example, being yeah. one where I just felt like it was an excellent challenge and something mm. I was really excited to try mm-hmm. out. I liked the idea of it. I liked what it was. Mm. And yet I had very little... I didn't even know how to prepare a talk. Yeah. I'd yeah. never done an artist talk. Yeah. How do I prepare a talk for 200 people yeah. that's going to be recorded? And I was supposed to talk on minimalism. Yeah. And so um, I find often my risks are more of a personal nature. Right. Um, kind of facing my own fears and just being bold and saying yes and taking that risk and then being in that circumstance and just being truthful in it. Yeah. Um, Brilliant. That's a really good example. <laughs> Now, you work as an artist, so how many ventures have you taken in the past five years? So how many projects, oh, roughly? Um, I don't know, because my entire life is... Because when I'm not working on um, okay. jobs in Vancouver that bring yeah, me yeah. a large amount of income, yeah. for example, um, I am working at the quarry as kind of my own like personal business uh, okay. with friends production. And so... Um, I try and spend as much time on that as I can. I'm writing okay. permits. I'm I'm writing up um, our artist residency program. I'm I'm helping right. artists come so, and do it. I'm, okay. I'm so, building buildings. There's okay. no separation. Let's not do the number then. Yeah. Let's do it like this. Okay. What do you consider are the characteristics of a successful project? Take anything you worked on. What constitute? What's success according to Heather? Right. Oh. belief in it, mm-hmm. to actually believe in it in a lot of different levels, mm-hmm. um, to be excited about the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I choose jobs that allow me to often design what the project will be, right? 
they might want, say, some, the horse, because it's Year of the Horse, yeah. Chinese New Year, but then they have me tell them all the different materials and how I want to right. do it, etc. So I'll be given a few little bits of what they want, and then I get to create the rest. So is this right? My, is my, so success is um, being able to still be able to do what you want to do yes. under their yes. constraints. Yes, and the constraints, yeah, they don't. They don't feel like constraints. Yeah. So when you made like the point, so when you, how do you know it's been successful? If it if it made you feel all those things you've just yes. described. Yes, and I get to work with friends, people I really okay. adore. Um, okay. And I get to have deep connections in it. Okay. So I'm not gonna. So all of the projects you've done. The question is, okay. how many were successful? Okay. But. Um, from everything you do, right. if you don't want to do numbers, tell me what leads to successful execution of a project. So something was really successful. Every time you've been successful, what is right. it that makes it successful? I think it's the human interaction aspect. Right. Of it. So um, in the creation of it, getting to work with people I really love right. and want to have deeper friendships with. Okay. Um, and if all those things, the environment is... Uh, our friendship deepens and we have all these great moments together and we create something big okay so that is an aspect of success right when i am able to be present and really in a great engaged way with people i love okay and then the actual inhabiting of the space i create um so that the art installations i often make are are immersive yeah so one of my most successful ones um, was for the Vancouver International Children's Festival. Is that the dinosaur one? Um, yes, and last okay. year was a double-headed snake. And right. I experienced the success last year, and this okay. year was a continuation of that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it was a surprise. And the su- I knew it would be really cool, mm-hmm. but what really made it stand out as successful wasn't even the visuals of the piece, mm-hmm. uh, but was the full interaction that children were having with this space that they were okay. helping create because okay. all the kids were weaving in with the bits yeah. of fabric yeah. and then inside there were all these games unfolding yeah. there were kids that didn't know each other playing games of tag they were playing escape from jail and they yeah. were trying to crawl out the sides of the snake and unwrap okay. themselves there was kids very very carefully weaving and tying knots because they were practicing how to tie knots yeah. and there would be another little kid helping them do it and they right. weren't necessarily very good at it yet but they were helping Being each other okay. doing very precise little how bits wonderful. of art they were playing whack-a-mole popping their heads out the tops and another kid whacking them on it so there was just so many games of imagination that were, in this yeah. environment yeah. that was completely unexpected and it right. was beautiful okay rainbow with sunlight coming in it just felt so amazing it was a full imaginative child's play space wow so that to me was success excellent definition okay when things don't work what's the main reason something fails i think the main reason is because i don't get to have you know how I was talking about the corporate? Mm. How I sometimes don't know how to interact with people that are just okay. business. Right. And for me, if there was something that didn't work out well, but I'm able to like really talk with them about it and mm. problem solve and be solution orientated and, and, yeah. and discuss it, it doesn't feel like a failure. It just yeah. feels like a building building block on yeah. greater success. Successes. Okay, that makes um, sense. And when I don't get that, it feels like a failure. It's scary. Yes. Like, it was, how was it for I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. As a maverick, what are you afraid of? <laughs> um, well, for the longest of time, and that has changed, thankfully, because I get to live amongst people mm. um, who really get to see my real self. Yeah. Really, really, really yeah. see me. Yeah. And I've learned through that that after they've seen me, they still love me. Yeah. Absolutely. And if not, love me more. Yeah. But I would say my fear for the longest of time was that um, I mean, because on the outside, I'm this very playful, mm. quirky spirit. And people will really fall in love with me right yeah. away. They'll be like, yeah. you, you are... And they would want me for all these different reasons. Or just want to... Like, it was just yeah. was positive, too. And for the longest of time, when I was living in the city especially, I was so afraid of people getting to actually know me. Because I knew that under the surface of playful spirit yeah. was all these raw details yeah. of, of who I was. Yeah. This, 
this like deep, deep, low self-esteem. Okay. And I always thought, well, if someone got to know me, they're going to find out all the bad parts of me. And they're going to realize I'm not that magic special person. So that has haunted me for all of my life. And thank God I now live yeah. communally. And you know, uh, I'm going to say this to you. It's going off yeah. on a tangent from the yeah. interview, but I think you need to hear it. Yes. Um, somebody once said to me that for if you light a candle in a very well-lit room, you don't notice it very much. But if you light a candle in a dark room, mm. it can light up the whole room. Right. And they were trying to explain to me that you have to have both sides. So it's like, if you don't have silence, you could never appreciate fantastic mm. music. Absolutely. So in yourself, in your situation, yeah. if you've got this abundant spirit and yes. energetic personality... That shows because the other side is within you as well. You need both. Yes, yes. Yeah. And that's off a tangent, yeah. but I had to tell yeah. you. Okay. So I was always afraid that I'd be revealed as a fake. That I was just yeah. a facade yeah. of specialness and, and greatness and, and beauty and actually my dark secrets be out and then everyone would realise what a failure I was or how bad I was. Right. No. Yay, I'm working through that. Yep. <laughs> I think it's something, if you're this sort of personality, you have to find a way to, what I call, navigate through life. Because mm-hmm. you've still got to live in the big wide world. Mm-hmm. How important is team to you as a maverick? Mm. Well, it's one of my top priorities. Okay. Do you draw on other mavericks in any way? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, ch- I try to cultivate mavericks. Mm-hmm. Um, mentor them, mm-hmm. mentor it coming out of the people that I yeah. do and I really love working with people that are just brilliant people that have skills that are offset mine Okay. and are already developed mavericks I suppose right. yeah. and we work okay. together and we help each other be even better How and where did you get your permission to be a maverick? I think it was by my parents a simple statement mm. well as long as you're happy yeah does being a maverick affect your approach to leadership? Absolutely. And I'm constantly... I'm Right now I feel like I'm studying how to be a good leader. Okay. And I'm finding great ways and I'm doing a good job at leading. And I'm, I'm observing and wanting to gain even more skills in that. And that is through other sort of maverick leaders. People that think a little bit differently about what really matters. Okay. What really is being a maverick related to creativity? Oh, and if so, how? I think it is. I think it's one and the same. Cause it's okay. Like thinking differently, right? Yeah. It's just creative thinking. Yeah. What about innovation? You used the word a few times. How is being a maverick related to innovation? Well, when you allow yourself to have an open mind and think about things differently, so not following the formulas, mm-hmm. but actually thinking, do I like that formula? What do I think about it? What are some of the other ways? What are the other possibilities? Yeah. Um, that can be applied to anything, whether it is actually building a structure mm-hmm. and engineering a design, mm-hmm. whether it is um, creating leadership, mm-hmm. whether it is creating an art project. Like it's in the tangible physical okay. form of doing things differently and also in the social realm of interacting and saying hi or maybe you're whistling instead. Or maybe okay. you're doing a funny movement, yeah. or maybe you go and you tackle someone, you lift them off of your shoulder, you do a crazy dance move. So, innovation, um, it, it, wouldn't it be the same word, really, as maverick and creativity? Mm. It's somebody, some people have said, you know, creativity is the um, what you do, innovation is what you achieve by it. Oh, okay. You know, what, um, somebody said, like, yeah. innovation is what I haven't yet done. Oh, so like innovation, innovative design. Yeah. They're all expressions of yeah, the all, Yeah, exactly. Are there any career decisions you regret as they relate to your potential as a maverick? Mm. You know, one of the things I've struggled with a, a little bit is I put all this time into being a visual artist. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm happy about that. 
But I've also had such extreme vitality mm-hmm. that making art has been difficult for me for some of my life. Right. And that's why I've gotten bigger and bigger with it. Right. I now work on a much more physical expression of visual art. Right. I have thought, I wonder if I would have been better suited as a dancer. Because right. I have so much energy. Yeah, okay. That yeah, that, that makes sense, that actually. Doing this hurt my body. So I, I now do this. Mm. And I now, I can't go a day without doing things, something with my hands. It's yeah. like my day is not yeah. worthwhile if I haven't physically, physically. built something. Okay. And I have a hard time giving my pers- myself permission to dance and to learn dance. Okay. But on the other realm, my, my body's like, it, it, it's like it's... It's giving you... It was born with this energy. Yeah. And it's been finding ways to tailor my art practice around that physicality. And so now it works. Okay. But sometimes I think, oh, maybe I should have been a dancer. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> makes sense, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Mavericks tend to be learners. Mm. What's, what are you a student of? Mm. I think of people relationships. It's okay. one of the things I really enjoy studying. Okay. More so than technique or certain sets of physical skills. I like that, too. I like learning about power tools. Okay. Um, yeah, I have really enjoyed learning about how to work with other people and how to support creative the creative process. Okay, okay. Is some is there anyone who's a maverick that inspires you? Who jumps into your head? Ilando. Who? Ilando. You might have met him, my sweetie. He was at the talk. Right. He's been one of my biggest mentors. Okay. And has really really supported my maverick nature yeah and he's really it's been a scary journey sometimes yeah but he's definitely helped me peel back some layers that didn't need to be there okay i think you might have answered the next question as well which is um who is someone in your life that makes all the difference Mm. okay Mm. what do you have to suffer and sacrifice because you're a maverick if anything you know i think this is maybe, again, in more of a mental way, but sometimes it is really scary letting those formulas go. So I think just the scariness sometimes of, of letting go of something that is known yeah. and going into the unknown. Unknown, yes, yeah, so definitely. But really worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, no, I can, have to, I can understand that. I can understand that. What motivates you as a maverick? What drives and motivates you? Because no matter how terrifying it is to, to drop the formula and mm-hmm. venture into the unknown and discover for myself, what, I, I mean, I'm constantly finding that I resonate with the results. Okay. okay. Absolutely. It always just rings so much truer. Okay. So this takes me nicely to the next question. Was, is any part of being a maverick related to finding out who you are and what you're capable of. It is absolutely an expression of that. Okay. In all okay. its forms. Do you like being a maverick? I love it. I love my life. Is being a maverick a responsibility in any way? Um, I feel like it's a responsibility to myself. Okay. To, to go deep. Okay. To really take myself there. Okay. Absolutely. Is being a maverick important? And why? You know, in the world, why is it important? Oh, I just think that... Wow, I just don't think that this would be what is around us. I mean... Explain that. I mean, again, it comes back to the triple bottom line that Mm. I like to go by. People, environment, and self. So it's not always about just being different and just being expressed to yourself. It's about harms of the people and the animals and plant life. It's just no good either. But um, I just think that so many people are living in fear. And I can't tell you how many people I talk to. And if I'm vulnerable and say, I'll yeah. talk about how I've had really low self-esteem yeah. most of my life. Um, I just, people are so relieved when they get to reveal who yeah. they are. Yeah. And I think so many people are afraid. So many people are hiding and wondering when will they be found out. Okay. And I just think, oh, it's just. Um, yeah, I get it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, now we've nearly finished this interview. Yeah, great. How maverick are you? Well, I'm going for a ten. 
Okay. I don't know where I'm at right now. You don't know where you're at. I've you're going for a ten. It's all comparative. Yeah, exactly. If I compare it to maybe someone that's more formal. No, driven. I'm comparing to you. Me to if me. You, if, you, if you could see that uh, that's my ten out of ten, right. Patrick, whereabouts are you sitting now? Well, I hope I never get there in some ways. Yeah. I hope that life just continues yeah. to be an exploration and a removing of, okay. peeling back of, of layers and really just getting okay. genuine and creative about all of it. It's a journey. What advice would you give to somebody who feels they're a maverick so that they can be the best maverick they could possibly be? What would your one bit of advice be? Find others. Find others that are okay. on the journey and share. What and how do you prom- promote and serve other people to be mavericks? So how do you promote other people to be mavericks? I like to ask questions, really. Okay. Especially in my leader- in leadership, I like okay. to ask questions. Um, what is it that you want to do today? Okay. What are your favorite colors? What do you? What are some of your skills? What are some of the skills you'd like to learn? Okay. I just kind of get a framework, and then then I also observe people, and I observe are they enjoying what they're doing? Right. I observe, and I try to just encourage them to, to do it. Like I do this weaving project, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, okay, this is these are the this is kind of the the guidelines for this one area. You can do anything you want, and mm. here are some tips. Okay. You can, this is your this is your creative expression okay this section from here to here okay do what you will right. and then I like to come along and see are people thriving in that yeah and I like to put them a little a little somewhere different a little bit I like to move them around and try and find the place they fit okay and feel good in how do you serve yourself do this more but I say to myself that I will do a half hour of music every day Okay. and I try to create guidelines for myself to follow so that I will delve into worlds that I'm not familiar with so that in, in directions that I want to become more of okay. I want to become more of a dancer or musician I will say I have to spend half an hour of every day playing the piano Okay. what's your biggest ambition right now? Quite a few. Mm-hmm. On a personal level, there's certain ones that I've found. Well, right now, it's very one is very simple, but just learning to be a better listener okay. is an ambition. That's a good ambition. <laughs> yeah. I've been working on that forever. <laughs> yeah, and the other one is probably on a tangible level, the quarry, really. Mm. It's a huge undertaking, a yes. huge project that is so multifaceted, and I am needing to learn a lot of skills in order to serve the place. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's computer skills or yeah. county uh, county writing mm. for permits, whether yeah. it's building and learning the power tools to be able to do the building mm. and work with the materials. Okay. So that is just a, such a fully encompassing, and even on a personal level, mm. um, I sometimes need to leave and go adventure in the world so yeah. that I am a better, stronger self yeah to bring back definitely so it's really on an emotional plane and physical plane my greatest ambition is to help that place succeed okay if you were doing something different in life what would it be Hmm. if you weren't heather visual artist Hmm. i mean i i meet all sorts of versions of me in the world that i live in Mm -hmm. and some of them are dancers and some of them are musicians um, I do really resonate with um, stringed instruments. Okay. I do really resonate with movement. Um, I do love the working ladies, like the carpenter ladies. Mm. And I think I could be any number of those. Okay, okay. If you could have a superhero power, what would it be? Mm. Mm, genuine insight. Clarity of insight. What do you do for fun? Oh, and you know what? Maybe part of that, and I, my boyfriend has a superpower. Um, he's really observant. He's really present, and he's really good at at seeing. Um, yeah, observation. Oh, okay. Okay. A 
and taking in that information. Okay. So we're, we're like really taking note of, like, and that's part of the listening too. Yeah. Like when someone is showing you how to use, or they're even just demonstrating the use yeah. of a tool, like really being able to listen yeah. and watch and observe and take in all that information. Yeah. And that can be applied to so many different layers and levels. Yeah, of my partner's right. Yeah. I mean, my, my sweetie is just such a genius in so many different fields because okay. she has skill. Okay. What'd you do for fun? <laughs> oh, um, well, lately, mm-hmm. well, I have had a nice schedule where I typically work really hard during the day on, mm-hmm. on projects, carpentry mm-hmm. projects, sign painting projects, or permits, or whatever it is, whatever the work is of the day. And then we've been doing a beepy-deepy at night. What's beepy-deepy? Beepy-deepy, a uh, band practice dance party. Okay. We call ourselves beepy-deepies. And um, <laughs> it's really a wild time. And we do this in many different forms throughout the season. Sometimes it's more dance-related, but um, we rock out together. Yeah. Um, grab an instrument and tune in to what everyone else is playing and, and find your little, your your voice in it, your little do-do-do-do-do-do. Or whatever, just like start moving, and and maybe we end up doing this like super. Me and my friend will I love and, and walk around and show the place. Okay. Because um, words aren't enough. No, I don't it's, get that. It's like words are this language, and there's just totally, a whole different a whole, full encompassing experience. So okay, I'd say I just would wish to share on a on a immersive way. So thank you for <laughs> so letting me interview you. We're done. Great.